This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the Spurs Chat Podcast, where this evening I've got three very special guests to talk about Tottenham's fourth round win in the FA Cup. We are now through to the fifth round, having beat Preston 3-0 tonight at Deepdale. We've got Russ Williams back with us. Russ, how are you? How are you? Lovely to be here on the Spurs Chat Podcast once again in esteemed company. And you look as though you're in a garden centre or something, Chris. Where are you? I tell you what, if I told people where I do these podcasts from sometimes, you'd be surprised. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm actually in Sainsbury's, right next door um, to, uh, to the football stadium. Uh, it's the only place I can get Wi-Fi, so if I do cut out, I apologise. Okay. Uh, but we've also got uh, channel regular Craig back with us. Craig, how are you? I'm all right, Chris. Thank God we got another win. It was a really good performance and just a... Uh, Quick update for everybody on the channel. Fabrizio Romano has just tweeted, Tottenham reached full verbal agreement with Sporting to sign Pedro Porro. Here we go. No. It, will sealed, it will be sealed in the next 24 hours if all goes according to plan. Pedro Porro will say goodbye tonight and then will sign with Spurs until 2028. Boarding complete London at Turkish Airlines. I guess he's sponsored by Turkish Airlines, but uh, <laughs> there we go. So we've got a here we go from Fab. So take that as read that he's signed, I think. Yeah, nice what a way one. to start the show. We've got here we go, and we've won three 0 tonight, and we're in the next round of the FA Cup. We've also got singer James Black, Black with us. James, how are you doing? A lot better now, and I really I like Craig already. So uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. complete liar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just made it up. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. First half a little bit dodgy, but second half was really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. Well, let's come on to the football, Russ. Let's start the show with you. Give me your thoughts on uh, this evening's game because. Um, of course, you messaged me at half-time. You were frustrated at half-time, weren't you? Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a slow, you know, not getting, getting to the second balls, uh, not really using the balls we should do against that sort of opposition who were clearly inferior and very respectful of Tottenham. Um, I thought we were particularly wasteful in the final third and... Uh, 
you know, once again, uh, they've gone in at half time, and obviously Conte or Stellini is, or somebody has said, uh, let's quicken it up, please. And they come out and they quicken it up. Uh, it, it, it does make you wonder because the first five or six minutes of the first half, we were quick, you know, and then all of a sudden we, you know, it worries me that we have an inability really to cope with a press, which wasn't too much tonight, but in the Premier League it is. And second balls are a concern when we, when we play at that slow pace uh, for me. But look, the result is the result. We're into the fifth round. Haven't won a trophy for 15 years. Maybe this is the year. Maybe. Who knows? Russ, what is it about these first-half performances in Tottenham Hotspur this season? Don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I have a, an overall opinion that the confusion at the club, which there obviously is between the owners, the chairman and Conte, almost looks as though it, it sort of translates on, to the players on the pitch, to me. Um, I, I don't know what he says to them at half-time, but it always, nine times out of ten, apart from at City, of course, uh, seems to work. Um, but... I, just, I, I don't know. Like the rest of us, we've got really no idea why we play the way we do. Um, it's either, in, some fans say, isn't it? I'm sure the guys will probably agree with me and your viewers. A lot of people say, well, it's a coach. It's how he plays that is, is the problem with Tottenham. And then there's the other band of Spurs fans that I tend to sit in this camp, is that four or five of our players are actually not good enough to play at the level that we want our club to play at. The chairman wants us to be in the Champions League because of the money. And I think it's more about the money with Mr Levy. And the coach wants us to be in the Champions League because that is where he's used to lying down and doing his business. In. Um, so that that's how I see it. And you're either in one camp or the other, I think, if you're a Spurs fan. Greg, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on this evening's game because the FA Cup sometimes isn't about the performance. It is just about the result, getting through to the next round. Yeah, and it was that tonight to a certain extent. I mean, that could have been could have been tricky. First half again was a bit slow, and you know, I, did, I never got the point, uh, the thought tonight that we were going to lose that game. To be honest with you, I thought we we, we appeared to be in control for most of the game. Um, it was just a case could, could we get a goal? I thought if we got one, we'd get two or three, and that's ultimately what happened. Um, it was a bit worrying that we started off slow again. You know, it would be nice to fly out the blocks like we used to under pop sometimes, get the game one early, and then bring this, you know, take the big players off. It just it just seems to be a, a common occurrence that we we don't almost start playing till till the second half in games. But as I say tonight, I don't think that mattered too much. It was it was quite clear that we were not only the better team on paper, but in reality as well. And I just thought it was a pretty professional performance all round. Not many, too many moans for me tonight, to be honest with you. I, you know, Fraser Forster hardly had much to do, did he? So, so you know, it was, uh, it was just getting through it the next round and, you know, just take it round by round. And, you know, it, it was a possible banana skin, but we just put on a professional performance and won the game. It's funny, Craig, I did think of you right at the end of the game because a couple of Preston fans run onto the pitch. And uh, the second one that ran onto the pitch, he had a selfie. He could have chose any player on the pitch and he chose no. Emerson Royale to go over to have a <laughs> selfie with. 
that's one of them bets, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's got to yeah. be. Get, yeah, <laughs> of all the people, well, but he, perhaps he was Brazilian or something. You know, he could have been Brazilian, couldn't he? Give, give him the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> or, or maybe he thought he was a good player, Craig. He might. <laughs> He mistook him for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, could have been. Charles was after his shirt, wasn't he? He's after Emerson's shirt. He's trying to get a collection going for Brazilians. <laughs> James, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game because uh, it feels good being in the next round of the cup, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the main thing for me. Like, I, I've, I have a romance with the cup. Uh, 91 was a massive one for me. Uh, so, since then, I've had a massive uh, romance, like I say, with the cup. I think we're making six changes and still being uh, the better team with, like Craig said, a potential banana skin uh, and bossing the game. It was boring to watch for Spurs for the first half. Um, so I've got that only thing to moan about, really. But I think Son was good even in the first half. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that. And, and I think the Cup's all about getting into the hat. And yeah, the performance overall, uh, first half, not very good. The second half, good with those six changes. Is it six changes he made? Well, it's quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's come on to um, talk about the uh, starting eleven because, of course, Davinson Sanchez captained um, the side this evening. Um, here is the lineup: Forster in goal, the back three of Tanganga, Sanchez, and Lengley, the wing backs Doherty and Sessegnon, in midfield Basuma and Benton Kerr, and then the front three of Kulaseski, Son, and Perisic. Um, the subs this evening: Austin, Davis, Royale, Skip, Hoybier. Brian Hill, Dan Juma, and Harry Kane. Um, what did you make of that lineup, James? When uh, when you saw that an hour before kickoff, um, my first thought was, um, "Come on, let's go! We've got a chance for this cup. Let's go for this cup. That's a bit weak. This is a bit scary. We're away to Preston. They're a, yeah, the championship side, but you, I think they're two or three points off the playoffs. I know they're only ninth or tenth or something, but they're two or three points off the playoffs." And they're at home with a, a loud crowd. I see people on Twitter saying it's a really loud crowd in there. And I was a little bit worried, to be honest with you, which is why I was pleasantly surprised at the overall performance with all the changes. I've got to say, um, it was a great atmosphere in there. But the away end, again, as yeah. it was at Fulham, was absolutely yeah. unreal. The Spurs fans yeah. did not oh. stop singing. It was an yeah. incredible atmosphere. And it's great to see Hunmin Son, who, of course, we've not even mentioned yet, back on the score sheet and Dan Juma scoring on his debut. Um, Russ, when you saw that starting eleven, what did you think? Because, you know, we see reports stating that clubs are interested in the likes of Sanchez. Um, he doesn't want to go out the door. Um, he was captain tonight. Does that surprise you in a in an FA Cup fourth round tie for Spurs? That did surprise me. Um, my first reaction when I looked at the starting eleven was Fraser Forster in goal. I feel calm uh, because he's a giant of a man and he's a really good goalkeeper. And as we know, Hugo, who has had many many great moments for us, has not covered himself in glory. Uh, recently, so I felt quite relaxed about that. As you know, one of the guys said he had pretty much things, Craig, nothing to do really in the game yeah. um, tonight. I couldn't understand Sanchez being the captain. I mean, as you may remember, viewers, when I've been on before, I mean, I think that Sanchez, I think Doherty, I think Cessignon, uh certainly are not good enough for what we're trying to achieve. I've got nothing against them. It's just my opinion. And, you know, why we keep playing them. Emerson Royale would fall into that as well. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke. And obviously, like Stuart himself is. 
um, you know, there are, I think it was Gary Neville, and I thought it was a really good way he put it the other night, that, you know, that Spurs have got a pretty good squad, of, in fact, a really good squad of players, but a few holes in it. And we all know where the holes are. And there was quite a few of them on parade tonight. So I was a little nervous as well. As James said, you know, you're thinking, oh, blimey, you know, we've got to win this game. We haven't won a trophy for 15 years. Arsenal are out. Come on, let's go for it, you know. And in the end, we came through two brilliant goals from Son. And I was, I was, he scores goals because he's playing in the centre. He's not stuck out on the left. And, you know, that is the reality of it. We see his skill and his brilliance, uh, particularly with the first goal. He wouldn't have had that opportunity unless he'd have cut in and somehow got past three players trying to tackle him, as has been happening all the time. Uh, but fantastic. And uh, I like him uh, playing down the middle. And when Harry was injured, of course, a couple of seasons ago, he did that. And that's when he really came to the fore. So I was absolutely delighted for him. So I think a few people have doubted him. And, uh, you know, form is temporary, class is permanent, as the old adage goes. And he's, he's proved it tonight. And I was really pleased for Dan Juma. I was chatting to Craig. We both like a game of golf. And uh, I said to Craig, Dan Juma's goal was a bit like one of my chips. Somehow it got there. Uh, but he <laughs> got it on his debut. And it's brilliant. And he, he bought into our team, our club, and, and what we are with his celebration in front of the brilliant Spurs fans, who once again were so noisy. I mean, they're just a credit to our football club, I think. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I might add as well, it was a bit of a nightmare getting here. I drove up here. Yeah. Um, people getting trains um, and, and other public transport, it has been a nightmare. So uh, the fans making it this evening, um, you know, fantastic. Um, Craig, let's get your thoughts on the starting eleven. Any surprises there for you? Um, no real... Well, I was surprised about the back three, to be honest. I didn't think... on. Well, not even on paper. I just didn't think they looked particularly strong. Um, but, you know, they, to be fair to them, they played all right. Sanchez, captain, I agree. Um, <laughs> I'm not quite sure why, but he, he's done that before, hasn't he? Um, I, I don't know if he's a loud player or, or, or anything or whether he's just perhaps the most senior one at the back there. I don't know. But... Um, the back three was the only one. I mean, the midfield and, and up top, I thought we looked okay. We should have had enough to to win the game. Of course, we did. So, uh, But the back three played well. But I was a bit of a surprise. I've never been that impressed with Tanganga. I know he's a, a Spurs boy, but I just don't think he's going to make it at Spurs, sadly. I don't think he's good enough. But against Preston, he obviously was good enough. And perhaps perhaps that was that was why he was put in, because, you know, we just, we just had enough to get over the line tonight with that back three. Um I was surprised not to see Richarlison, but of course he's come out. In fact, the press conference, Stellini is doing the press conference now. And he said on Richarlison's injury, he said he had a small problem in the last few days and we've tried to recover him, but it was not a good idea to risk him. We will have him next week. And it was different to his hamstring injury, a small adductor problem. So um, Richarlison's back next week. Um, So, so yeah, uh, it was good that Harry Kane got a complete rest. I'm glad he didn't bring him on. A uh, bit of a long journey for him up there just to sit on the bench in a woolly hat, but at least he hasn't um, picked up any injuries and hopefully he'll, he'll get that um, that goal to beat Greaves' record against City next week. James, let's come to you. Um, before we talk about the actual game, what does the FA Cup mean to you? Because 
I think a few of you have, you have said it already about the lack of trophies. Of course, the last time we won this competition was back in 1991. Is it about time we put this trophy in the cup, took it seriously? Um, because when you look at the teams left, surely Antonio Conte has got to fancy this competition yeah. this season. Well, I put a bet on them uh, before the game to win the cup. Uh, we were already then, we were, I think it was fourth favourites or third favourites. I think it's only really Man United and Man City to look at. Liverpool got a tricky tie, aren't they? Away to, Bright, um, to Brighton. I think this is it. I think it's a really, really good shot. But I do think this every year as well. I'm a little bit like this, over positive sometimes. But I do think we've got a really good shot at the Cup this year. And like I say, I've, had, I've got history with it. I've got a real romance with it. Uh, Gaza in 91. I know he didn't play in the final for more than 10 minutes. But that lifting the Cup in 91 just ingrained in my brain. And uh, I think it's so much history to this Cup. Um, yeah, it's everything to me. I, t I would take it. This is very divided. But I would take it and finish fifth. I know I've got that choice, but I would to have a trophy. Uh, I'll be in that camp, which is not for everyone, but um, yeah, I would. Also, I see someone put um, Dan Juma's got as many FA Cup goals as Everton this season. Just think that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I was at Everton Football Club earlier today, and they seem very excited about their future. Right. And I and I thought, you know, and, and we think we've got problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. Russ, what, what does the FA Cup mean to you? Well, it, it, what it means to me is obviously I'm aware of our history in the FA Cup from uh, going back way before I was even born. Uh, but my overriding first cup memory is uh, on the day of the cup final, my father got a video recorder. What is this magic? I said to him. And so he put this tape in. and It was Spurs, Manchester City. Uh, which was a game that we weren't particularly brilliant in, if you remember the first one. Uh, I got lucky with Glenn's free kick off Tommy Hutchinson's shoulder, I think, and it went in and we got a draw and it went to a replay the following week. Uh, I remember the atmosphere being brilliant and uh, Spurs fans all singing, we'll take more care of you, Archie Bald, you know, which was the, I think it was a British Airways music uh, on their TV ad, the jingle music. And, I just remember it being an amazing sort of experience to, you know, usually just watch it on the telly. And then my dad said, we can watch it all over again, <laughs> uh, which we definitely did after the replay, which, of course, was great. So that was my first real memory of, uh, of, uh, of watching the FA Cup and, and Spurs uh, with my late dad. But uh, I was there in 91. And when you win the FA Cup at Wembley, it's... As everyone knows, it's, it's been to one as a Spurs fan. It, it, it's a very, very special day. And I'm with James, you know, quietly confident. We might be all right. Play City in the final, we'll be all right. They're not, they're not right. I think we, we stand a chance against them yeah. now. We've got to focus on this competition, though, Russ, haven't we? Because, you know, yeah. realistically, it's probably the, the trophy that we should go for and that we could win. Absolutely. Top four, very much up in the air. Uh, although that's not a trophy. To have some silverware and get Harry Kane lifting a trophy and all of yeah. these fools who think he's fair game because he hasn't actually won a trophy, that he really isn't a proper player. Uh, these clowns who called him a one-season wonder. I mean, the bloke is a genius, as we all know. Um, and to see him... And the football club, him as one of our own, 
lifting that cup would be, oh, it would be something so special. Oh, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. But um, bit of work to do. We're probably going to have to suffer a bit. We're going to have to suffer, Chris, as Antonio calls it. He looks as though he's suffering, doesn't he? On the, he looks miserable at the moment. We'll probably come on to that later. Uh, but well, it'd be great to win the FA Cup. I think we've got to go for it. Absolutely. Rush, you've just mentioned Antonio Conte. Um, the, the first thing I wrote down um, in my notes today about the game, after five minutes, the Spurs fans were singing Antonio. Yeah. Now, the, the fans, um, you know, every away game I go to, they are fully behind this manager. Are you still fully behind this manager? Do you think, because you've not been on for a while, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Do you think Conte, um, with whatever happens, whatever league position, with uh, whether we won the FA Cup or not, do you think yeah. Antonio Conte will be our manager next season? Uh, do I think he will? Uh, I hope he will, because he's an elite manager and we are, stroke, we want to be a consistent elite football club. Um, you know, there are a number of Spurs fans, a lot of them, who think that, well, if he goes, you know, we're not going to play this boring football. I, I mean, I would say that some of the parts of the jigsaw don't fit the spaces that they're meant to go into, and that's some of the players. Now, we cannot play as a football team like he wants to play with dynamic, exciting wing-backs. We don't have them. Simple. Pedro Porro coming in, is going to be a solution on one side for that. Please, God, that it happens. Is he going to stay? I don't know. A lot of that is down to the posturing of the owners and the chairman. Joe Lewis's daughter, Vanessa, is now heavily involved in the club. There's a restructuring going on. You probably saw, Chris, that uh, we lost uh, Chris Perkins, uh, who's only there for a year running the academy. Restructuring, apparently, was the reason. So the biggest restructure is going to be if the manager goes. And there's a lot of people saying Maurizio Pochettino will have him back tomorrow. Maybe even the chairman or certainly quite a few of the board think that that is a good option. I would just say two things, three things. One, Pochettino was great for us when things were going well. Let's never forget that he did lose the dressing room. Let's also never forget that we got to a Champions League final fortuitously, but we did it and we didn't turn up in that game. Forget the early penalty. That doesn't matter if you're a good football team. In a major final, you can get yourself going. And perhaps more importantly with Poch, and I'm not anti-Poch at all, he came second in a two-team league with Paris Saint-Germain and all that talent. So think on. Be careful what you wish for. I hope he stays. I'm not sure he will. Craig, what's your thoughts on, uh, on Conte? Uh, just, I'll put this to you. Imagine we win the FA Cup this season does he stay I, I actually don't think it matters if we do win it or not whether he's going to stay I still maintain what I said the other day I think he will be off at the end of the season I just I don't think there's anything to do with Tottenham I think that's just personal reason I think he just wants to go back home to Italy with his family and, and perhaps have a sabbatical away from football because he's, he's had uh, a rough year personally as, as we've all know about um do I want him to stay 100%? But I do think he's going to be off in the summer. And for me, I think the players would already know that. And I think they will have already been told 
they'd have had discussions with Pochettino coming back as well. But that's just my thoughts. It's nothing that I've heard inside information or anything like that. Um, that's what I think will happen. What do I want to happen? I want Conte to sign a long contract and be with us for another two or three years because I really think we could go places with now Porro coming in. Ideally, in my head, I'm thinking Spence and Porro on the right and Udogi and Perisic slash Session on, on, on the left. So um, we could really go places. But this, this competition, this FA Cup, is something we can win. When you look at the 16 teams that are going to be left in it, you've got Manchester City, Leicester, Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday or Fleetwood, Blackburn or... I oh, can't read my own mm-hmm. writing there. But Burton Albion, is it? I've written now. I can't, I can't actually read my own writing. Birmingham, there we go. Thank you. Southampton. Ipswich or Burnley, Bristol City, Luton or Grimsby, Fulham or Sunderland, Spurs, Man United or Reading, Man United just had a goal disallowed by the way, Brighton or Liverpool, Stoke or Stevenage, Wrexham or Sheffield United, Derby or West Ham. So if you were if you were picking a last six sixteen draw. Well you, well do you see, Craig? You, know? you you're reading all those teams out and all of us are smiling, thinking yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the only ones on paper, I say on paper, paper's wonderful, isn't it? But Manchester City, Man United and Liverpool. On paper, that's the only three you'd have to beat. On paper. I'm not, not dissing the other teams at all. We're, we're capable of losing all those teams, don't forget. But those yeah. three, when you look at the teams gone out, and Brighton aren't going to be a, an easy one for Liverpool away. So, you know, a man, you're still nil-nil. So, who knows? Who knows? But this is the competition we need to go for. But in answer to your question, I don't think us winning the FA Cup is going to make Conte change his mind one way or the other because he wants to win the league. And I don't think that would even keep him, even if by some miracle we kept, we won the league. But, as I say, just my opinion. Who do you want in the next round, Craig? Um, uh, Wrexham, actually. At the yeah. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. <laughs> I'd love to see Ryan Reynolds come. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be box office, quite literally. Yeah, I'll go with that. Or even Fleetwood. Um, James, who do you want? Same. Wrexham or Fleetwood. I want, I want an easy one. I want an easy route. Get through, get the excitement. I know. I know. I don't want the big games. I mean, we don't need them. We want a, we want a trophy now. So, uh, yeah, I want yeah. the easy route. <laughs> no disrespect to these clubs, by the way. Russ, no, no, no. Sorry, Reynolds. <laughs> Not fast. Whoever comes, because that is what fate is going to deal with. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, Russ, let's stay with you. Um, what did you make of Hunmin Son tonight? Because he has had a very, very difficult season. Um, yeah. And it just seems that, you know, he needed a goal. Um, he needed something special. And he certainly delivered tonight. Definitely. The first goal was absolutely magnificent. The second one was nearly as magnificent. Um, but he was playing with freedom tonight, wasn't he? I mean, he wasn't kind of shackled in in the role that when Harry plays, uh, that he tends to play. And I, as I said earlier on the show, if he plays a little more central, he scores goals. It's funny that, isn't it? And, um, you know, that is something um, that the coach must have noticed, you know, but... Whether he cares uh, for the for the good and great of the team, I, I don't know, uh, Conte, on that, because I think he would always go with with Harry Kane. But I, I just like him being central. I think he can go left, he can go right, he can go down the middle. 
players look for him. He's got massive ability. And I think he just looks downtrodden when he's, when he's playing out wide to me. You could just see on his face. And it was lovely to see the smile and the little camera celebration back tonight. It was brilliant. And so um, I thought he did really well tonight. And I hope it continues. I really do. Maybe he's going to be the man who propels us to the cup final and beyond. I hope so. Well, players like Unmin Son, I think, really yeah. deserve trophy, as, of course, all of us fans do. Um, Craig, what did you make of Sonny tonight? Oh, I thought he was superb. He, he, he was leading the line. He, he was the one that looked like he'd make something happen if somebody was going to, and it was him in the end. I mean, I mean he's... Um, I'm so pleased for him to see that smile back on his face, scoring two goals. He's come at a perfect time and he needs a bit of confidence, you know. Um, I agree with what Alan Shearer said. If I was a, if I was centre forward and your manager's taking you off for 10 minutes to go and you're on a hat-trick, I'd have been fuming too. But, you know, he looked all right. I think he had a bit of a knock at the end. He was grimacing a bit on the bench, but he was um, he was walking around afterwards. He seemed OK. Um, Stellini said um, about... Um, giving Son confidence. He said, absolutely, yes, he's a top player and he only has to wait for the right moment and feel comfortable to find the space to attack and to play 1v1. And this evening, it was a good game for him. Uh, Sonny was important to find a way to score and let the team win. Um, Son felt that extra responsibility tonight. We know Harry. Um, yeah, and he said, yes, I think so. I thought we can feel this from Sonny. And without Harry, he was the most important striker for us. And we played with Perisic, not in his perfect position. Um, but I thought Perisic was really good, good foil for Sonny. Lovely back heel for his second goal, which I know we'll come on to. But yeah, I thought it was a great performance by Son tonight. And really good to see the smile back on his face again. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. James, as Craig said there, so nice to see Hunmin Son with that smile on his face again because he has had a very difficult season. Yeah, yeah. And, and I also remember that um, Sonny signed the um, contract when we was in like a bad place. So Kane was on about leaving. The results weren't great. We was under Nuno and Sonny showed his loyalty. And I think it's, it's time that we showed it with him when he's going through a bad patch and pay him back for it because he really loves his club and he's put everything into his club. He's scored some amazing goals. And for me, yeah, it was, it's time for us to pay him back when he's going through a rough patch himself. Uh, yeah, incredible goals as well. But I, I didn't really doubt that he would come back. I didn't really ever doubt that. I, I was, I'm quite shocked at how long it took, yeah. Um, but I'm not in the camp of get rid of him or anything like that. Um, you don't. He's just a master of his craft and it will come back. It's just confidence. James, there was a spell in the game after 25 minutes. Um, we had the ball for a number of minutes and good passing, um, but no one wanted to shoot. Um, eventually, Hunmin Son shot... Uh, and it went um, over the bar after a good save uh, from the goalkeeper. Um, what, why, do you, why do you think that some of these players do not want to shoot in the final third? It just seems really strange where you've got, you know, most of the crowd just shouting, shoot. Yeah. 
don't. Well, I think I would, I would imagine. I don't know, but I'd imagine that's probably come from the manager and the setup and training and what they've, what they've maybe been told. I don't really know, but that's what I would, I would imagine. As a player, you do want to go ahead and do the exciting things and, and do things like that. I think you've got that as, from a kid upwards. So you're, you're only taught that on the training ground, I think. But that's just a guess. Um, maybe playing without Kane um, has affected them a little bit. Um, needed to be a bit more, I don't know, around the box than they would normally. Uh, maybe they're used to just giving it to their talisman and that person a slightly different way. But yeah, I found that a bit strange. Uh, we had a lot of possession. I saw at the start, was it, was it like 160 passes within 15, 20 minutes or something crazy that uh, a stat come up? One thing I, I sort of remember um, the BBC lads said about the first half thing, didn't Lineker say, I don't know if you saw this, Chris, but Lineker said, um, why don't Conte do his half-time team talk at the start? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that first know, I, was, I'm I, I was actually rushing to get to this game. I, I got to the ground five minutes before it kicked off, and then I said to my friend Paul, "You know, why have we rushed? Because of course we only start <laughs> playing in the second half, so you know we had, we had ample time." Um, yeah. Russ, let's come to you. Um, in the 38th minute, a well-worked corner, Perisic, Son, past Kulusevski, shot over the bar. Um, what have you made of Kulusevski since coming back from injury? Oh, I think he's not quite up to speed, but he's pretty close to it. Um, you know, uh, in the first game back against you know who, um, yeah, I mean he was troublesome. Uh, I, I'm, whenever I've seen him since he's returned from uh, from this injury, which he was really unlucky to get actually after not really doing much, obviously because Sweden weren't there in the World Cup. Um, I, I just think that. Um, the pitch probably out of the three or four games he's played so far didn't really suit him tonight because uh, it was apparently, you were there, Chris, apparently it was Bobble City, wasn't it? It seemed okay to me from, from where I was. Oh, I didn't hear it at all. It was really bobbly, that pitch. Well, maybe, maybe, with respect, Chris, he'd probably know more about that than you. I don't know. Perhaps he had a better seat than me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, you are living the high life. Um, but I, I think he's, <laughs> I, I think it, as we all do, he's, he's been such a great addition to the squad. And, and when he's fit the starting 11, uh, he has that little bit of something that a lot of other players don't have. And he does impossible things with the ball. Sometimes it doesn't come off. There was one incident in the second half where he was nearly through into the six yard box from where he shouldn't have really come from. Uh, but when he does that, and the pass obviously for Dan Juma's goal. Uh, was fantastic and and that's what he can do and uh, we know that he can shoot from outside the box he scored a few goals for us like that so I personally would like to see him ignore the coach if he's told not to do that and do it yeah yeah Craig let's come to you um, of course it was half time um, nil nil Lengley shot over the bar after 49 minutes and just a minute later Hunmin Son put us 1-0 up Tanganga with the assist rolled it to Hunmin Son he touched it and then with his left foot, what a finish. Oh, brilliant finish. It must have been 25 yards out, I'd say, something like that. Um, you've seen him do it so many times. He practices that in training. You sort of heard him say that before, you know, using defenders as shields. You almost, you almost aim for the post or outside the post. But you can, it's amazing for me. Um, he can do it with either foot. Now, that seems something that every professional footballer should be able to do and kick with either foot. But as I've said on here before, I find it amazing that there's so many premiership footballers have not got strong left foots or right foots, you know, weaker foot, if you like. So 
it's just just absolutely fantastic finish. And as soon as it left his boot, you could see it was out arcing in the net. There's a great view. You probably haven't seen it, Chris, from right behind. You can see how much he set it outside the post and it just comes in keeper, just didn't have a chance. Um, just digressing for a second more from Fabrizio on uh, Porro. Um, Tottenham have never considered this signing at risk or close to collapsing. Porro was a priority target since the beginning of January. Spurs plan now. Goodbye to sporting fans tonight. Travel and medical tests in 24 hours, then contracts signed. And just for anybody who is interested, they are 1-0 down at the moment to Porto with the second half just started. And he, he is Bring playing. Off. Bring him off. Yeah, take him off. They've lost it. Might as well just take him off now. Get him on a plane. Craig, what do you make of this signing, Pedro Porro? Um, as, as I said before, I really, until, until it was being discussed, there's a lot of players I didn't really know much about him, to be honest. Um, I don't really take much notice of, unless a player is an absolute worldie, I don't really take much notice of players that play against us. Um, either so, I, but I have since looked at him. I think I think he's exactly. He's certainly going to be an upgrade on what we've got, in my opinion, at right wing back. And somebody had tweeted. Um, there's a picture of his Tottenham tears. They've tweeted the Premier League isn't ready with a with a fire sign. He's got Porro and Udogi. Um, right. And I, I, I do tend to agree because I've looked at both, and I just think that they are going to massively upgrade our squad, which, which Chris, we say on it every single time, our yeah. players signing going to come in and improve the team, not only improve the squad, but improve the first team and push for places. And both these are, they're, they're going to be first choice in my opinion. So it, it can, you know, things, things are looking up. I know we've been a bit down in the dumps the last few weeks after the, the Arsenal result in the Man City one, but you know, things are looking up and this signing now looks like it's, it's, it's done. Uh, fingers crossed he doesn't get injured tonight wouldn't that be a Tottenham thing but uh, let's get him on the plane get him signed up and hopefully he'll be ready to uh, who knows might even play against City next week we'll come on to that Um, James um, your thoughts on the Pedro Poro signing does he excite Uh, you I've been I'll be honest I'm I'm concentrating since Craig said that at the start I've been buzzing to be honest It's it's the one I really 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 wanted because it just changes the game and it even changes my headspace on Conte staying because you got Udogi coming back, you got Porro coming in. Aren't they like exactly Conte's system, what he wants down the wing? That's the wing back system that Conte has asked for. So I don't imagine the club's putting this money in and getting this, which is a Conte player, without having some sort of chat with him that he's going to stay. And I hope. So I'm on the double buzz at the minute. Do you know what I mean? That he's coming and that does that mean that Conte might be staying? Wouldn't it be ironic, though, James, that if Conte leaves at the end of the season, but in January he's been backed with a, a, a real quality right wing back that he has been crying out for since he arrived? Yeah, it is. But and, and I, I love Conte. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's, he's a born winner. But I do. he's still an enigma to me to not play Spence and, and being stubborn and playing <laughs> Sonny! <laughs> he's, he's, an, he's an enigma to me. If, he, if he's not playing... Spence, I, I mean, I'm, I'm well behind someone like that as well. So, I mean, yeah, he's a serial winner. Who am I to question him? But um, he, he can be a bit stubborn at times certain, in certain things as well. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. It would be weird if they spent that money and he isn't back. So, does that indicate that he's going to stay? That they've had them chats at least opened up? If we do X, Y and Z, would you A, B and C, basically? I, don't think I hope so. Oh, and anybody's interested in um, Milan Skriniar, uh, Fabrizio's just tweeted he's signed as a PSG player if people didn't know 100% done uh, yeah. 
till June 2023 on a free transfer. Here we go. Ah, so that's the, I thought that was only going to be in the summer. Uh, no, he said, well, he said, it's, well, his exact words are, Milian Skriniar has already signed for PSG player. It's 100% done for June 2023 on a free transfer. Yeah, so it's June. So he's yeah. moving in the summer, I'm guessing. that right. is, Yeah. Shame. That is, that is certainly a player we could have done with. Um, yeah. Russell, let's come to you on the um, Pedro Poro um, deal. Um, are you excited by this signing? Because, yeah. as we've said on this channel so many times after games, that our weak points are wing-backs. So, mm. surely, Antonio Conte will be absolutely delighted. Well, you would, you would hope so. Yeah, I mean, Portuguese players, uh, particularly defenders and midfielders, tend to be extremely gifted technical footballers and yeah, I mean, he was in the World Cup and I watched him and he, he, impressive. And I've, obviously I've seen him for his club. Uh, as the boys have said and, and the viewers are probably no doubt thinking, you know, it's exciting because this is, as you've said, Chris, just a moment ago, exactly the sort of wing back uh, that we think Conte wants. But, you know, the, the, the problem is what is happening with Conte. Do you, I mean, Chris, you, you've got your ear very firmly to the ground. Do you think Daniel Levy and the owners and the board have had an indication already from Conte whether he's going to talk to them or whether he is almost certainly going to go? And if, if say, he did say that he was, I'm, I'm not going to stay at the end of the season, we're going to keep it quiet, I'm going to play the game, blah, 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 blah. If you were the chairman, would you call time on him now? I don't think anything is decided uh, by any party. Um, and I think it's all going to be up in the air until pretty much the end of the season. That's my feeling. Mm. I think it might Which, be a top uh, four, it? it? might be if we get top four sort of scenario. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't want to play Europa League, I don't think, Conte. It, it upsets me a little because I feel that um, I would like to see Antonio Conte fully backed at this football club. Um, I think that he will bring us success. And as you said earlier, Russ, I do agree with you um, about Pochettino, about him coming back. Yeah. Me personally, I would love to see Pochettino back one day, but not now. Yes. Um, I, I, I would love it to work out with Conte. And, you know, I've said on this channel so many times, you cannot go from Pochettino, Jose Mourinho and uh, Antonio Conte and not win anything. You know, we've got to be putting a trophy in the cabinet. And, yeah. you know, I'm like you, James. You, you said earlier about you, you always get carried away and you always feel positive about winning the FA Cup. I have told myself since 1991, every single year, this is going to be our year. We will win the FA Cup this year. I'm doing it again. I'm getting excited about us possibly yeah. winning the FA Cup this year again. Um, I just want it to happen. And, uh, you know, as I keep saying... Sonny, Kane, Hugo Lloris, there's so many players that, that are at the club and, and they've been there for so long. Um, they deserve trophies. We deserve yeah. trophies. And I just want to see that bus parading down the high road and us all excited, um, you know, having lifted silverware, which is so, so overdue. Um, I think what, 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 with, with Harry Kane, the, 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 that, that may give me a buzz about Harry Kane, one of our own, lifting that trophy. That is so yeah. true. Yeah. I really, really love to see that. Yeah. 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 And Chris, What's just the... one, one more word very quickly about Conte. Yeah. If, apart from it being, as Craig said, and there's been a little bit in some of the news outlets that, you know, he's unfortunately lost people close to him. His wife and daughter are in Italy. 
Yeah. Uh, and he may, for personal reasons, as Craig suggested, may uh, have a sabbatical. If it's anything other than something like that, in other words, a football reason why he's going, it is absolutely damning on Enoch and the chairman, Daniel Levy, to let a piece of gold, a big pile of gold like that, footballing gold, slip through their hands. I believe that. Let, let me ask you then, Russ. Um, Dan Juma's obviously come in, scored on his debut, which we haven't even spoken about yet, which we'll come to. Um, Pedro Poro now looks like he's got over the line. Um, if it is about backing Antonio Conte in this January transfer window, what else does Spurs need to do? What else, well, what else, one, pleases Antonio Conte and number two, pleases the fans to say the board have backed him? I think... For me, watching Spurs, we need a creative midfielder, somebody who can be the locksmith. You know, Ericsson was kind of that. I'm talking an upgrade on on Ericsson. Uh, but I, I think that that isn't the priority of Antonio Conte. If we, you know, as I said to you recently, if, if we got a midfield player like that, I think Conte would have him on the bench. But that's what I think we need. Because as yeah. Spurs fans, we want to win games. We want a club to win trophies. We want to compete at the very highest level. But we want to play with a bit of style and panache. Yeah. We're used to it, you know. And, uh, you know, we don't want to go sideways, sideways, back, back, sideways, sideways, back, back, you know. And I I'm, I think Conte's quite happy with that. And then give it to the wing-backs and they'll cross and hopefully we'll score a goal. I think that's the plan. Craig, do you want to add anything to that Conte um, situation? Do you think he will? Uh, do you think he will stay? Like I said, I, I hope he does. I really hope he does. And I, I, I totally agree with everything Russ said. To be honest, it's um, my God. I've just seen. I think is it Andy Carroll playing for um, Reading now? Yes. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe that. It's nil nil. He's got a massive beard and he looks like Happy Gilmore's caddy. <laughs> if you've ever watched Happy um, Anyway, I digress. Yeah, no, I hope he does stay. I hope he does stay. Um, look, if he's given the players he wants, like it looks like he's got two in, or cer- certainly, obviously, the Poro thing. I still think we're a centre back short. I disagree with him when he said, yeah. <laughs> I think we all disagree with that. Um, and, and as Russ said, totally agree, creative midfielder. But as, as we all know, Conte's not too keen on that. But, you know, where, whereas we've been used to Gascoigne's and all, and all that in your Ericsson's, as we said, the creativity in Conte's teams comes from both flanks with the wing-backs. And you have to say at the moment, bar the odd spark from Perisic, we've not really had that much creativity this season from, from our wing-backs. So having a well, certainly having two next year, but one for the rest of this season on the right. Let's see what he can do. So, you know, perhaps, perhaps um, I hope you're right, Chris, that nothing's decided. And, you know, hopefully we, we drive on strongly, drive up that table, finish in the top four and win the FA Cup. Conte might be looking at life a bit differently, perhaps, if that is the case. Um, I don't know our old Conte's daughter is. I think she's in the last year of senior school. So it could be that, they might want to. I know they were over here uh, recently for Christmas, so it, it could be that they, his wife and daughter, move move over to England. I don't know because it's got to be difficult. Absolutely, got to be difficult for him if that is a big part for him. But um, 
you know, let, let's wait and see. If we can only just keep winning, keep hoping, keep dreaming. I've just, I'm going to curse it now. I've just got a really good feeling about the FA Cup this year. I really have. Yeah. I really have. Don't know why. Sorry, Chris. I know that's going to go tits up now, but uh, it's, uh, I really have. Well, as I said, I've, I've had this feeling since 1991. So hopefully in 2023, <laughs> it will actually uh, come through. Um, James, what do you think Spurs need um, in this January transfer window? Because, of course, there's only a couple of days left. It looks like now um, two signings um, are over the line. What else do we need? I think quite a few, if I'm honest. So I'm going to do it in priority. I think priority-wise is I'll go for two centre-backs that we need. Um, I would then go probably, this might not be for everyone, but uh, I would replace the goalkeeper. Uh, I'll maybe go even to that guy from Brentford who seems to be doing well. I don't, I don't really know, but I've replaced the, the really invest in a new goalkeeper because he's at the end now. And with that, we could maybe say to Kane for, for signing his new contract, you're going to be the captain now. Hugo's moving on. We'll have you as captain. That might make him sign a contract. Then we've got Kane locked down. And then I would go for the um, creative midfielder, like Russ said. So there is a few in my book, but maybe four first team as we need, but two centre-backs one goalkeeper, then a creative midfielder, and in that um, order. James, let's, stay with you. Let's, talk, let, let, let's talk about Hunmin Son's second goal um, this evening in the 69th minute. Another assist from Ivan Perisic, and of course, another fantastic finish from Son. Um, yeah. Before we talk about Son's finish, what, what have you made of Ivan Perisic? Because that is yet another assist from, uh, from the left-sided player. Yeah, really good. I, I can remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember like at the start, he was taking some fantastic corners and now they seem yeah. to be going short all the time. And that really annoys me, actually, because that was really working. I think we got the most goals mm. scored in the league from corners. So there is that. Um, but yeah, I, I do think I'm a bit of a, I'm a fan of Perisic. I know he's quite an, an the older sort of end of, of a player. But uh, he seems to have a lot of energy. He seems to be going forward all the time. He seems to be getting some amazing crosses in. He's great at corners. I think he took a free kick today, although it wasn't so good. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. Just I wouldn't, I would stop these short corners, go back to what's been working. Um, yeah, but didn't, didn't there someone say about the whole Perisic thing, but they wondered why Son wasn't playing so well? That might have been a factor because there's, there's like a conflict there, maybe of the, way, the similar styles of play. Um, but no, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh, Perisic. It's funny, actually, when you when you look at players um, going through the middle, like Russ said about um, Son today, um, I watched the under-21s last night um, and Lucas Mora, of course, uh, played through the middle. Very similar position to, to Son tonight. And, and he scored. Uh, looked very good, by the way. Um, Russ, what did you make of Hunmin Son's second goal uh, today? Is Hunmin Son officially back? Well, we thought he was after the hat-trick uh, in one game, didn't we? Um, I don't think he's ever been away, really. I mean, he's, you know, he's... he's That's not, what I thought you'd say. Yeah, but I don't think he has. Um, I think he believes in himself 100%. And I think when you see he's crestfallen and uh, after a lot of games and things haven't gone his way, it's because he knows what he's got in his locker. And we've had another two examples of it tonight, uh, the second goal, I mean, the way he hit the ball, the way he controlled it, moved it, hit it. I mean, the goalkeeper 
got a hand to it, but it, it was lucky it was just his fingertips. He would have turned his hand off, I think. I mean, it's a magnificent goal, just slightly behind the first one, which was absolutely brilliant. But, you know, not easy. And, of course, got a great pass, didn't he? So, um, you know, you give him the ammo, he'll score. And, uh, and he's done it tonight, and I hope he continues uh, at our place against Manchester City. I really do. <laughs> Why not? Do you think Son will get more opportunities, Russ, playing through the middle? No. Not unless he changes formation, no. Mm. Yeah. No. Craig, and shortly after well, Spurs... Well, change formation, isn't he, Chris? So, you know, yeah. Yeah. He's still... Craig, um, shortly after we went 2-0 up, um, Conte made a treble sub. Uh, Dan Juma, Skip, Royale all come on. Um, Benton Kerr, Doherty and Sessignon all went off. Um, what did you make of Dan Juma's um, debut today? Oh, it's, it's almost a perfect perfect debut for him, isn't it? What I, what I love to see, and um, I think Shearer and, and Genus commented on it um, afterwards. In There was a couple of times where he was screaming at his, his um, fellow teammates to give him the ball. When he wasn't getting the ball, he was really annoyed. I love that in a striker. I, I want to see him hungry for the ball. And, you know, it's good. He's no shrinking violet by the look of it. He, he's, he's demanding that ball. He's making some cracking runs and he looks fast to me. He really looks rapid across the turf. So, yeah, great addition from this performance. I know it was against Preston, but, you know, it, it's, a, it's a great start for him. And it was a bit of a scuffed finish, but they all count. They all count. And, um, you know, he, uh, Stellini said about Dan Juma, he said it was a good start for him to score in his first game. We are looking forward to working with him. We have to discover this guy. He can play in many positions in the in the three in front. We are happy for that. I also want to mention the three at the back because they played really good games. Sanchez was captain. And it was a good match for Patron and all the three at the back. So, yeah, obviously Stellini's very happy with everybody's performance, especially Dan Juma, by the sound of it. But oh, I tend to agree. I thought it was a great, great debut. What, what a way to uh, start your Tottenham career. When everyone's fit, though, Craig, do you think Dan Juma's going to get much games on? I don't think he's a starter, no, but he's a, he's a fantastic option to have off the bench. I think your front three are pretty much set, and I think we all know what those three are. But he's going to be pushing Son. He's going to be pushing Kane, hopefully, and Kulisevsky. He can play across the front. You know, it's like if a player looks at the bench and he realises not really having it, perhaps he's going through the motions in a certain game, but he thinks I'm not going to be yanked because there's nobody to come on to replace me. Well, now we're going to have, hopefully when everybody's fit, we're going to have two or three players that are going to challenge those front positions and he's going to be one of them. So it's hopefully going to keep people on their toes. I don't care if you're Sonny or Kane, you know, if you've got a bit of competition, that's, that should be driving you on as a professional footballer. And it can only be a good thing. James, what have you made of uh, the signing of Dan Juma? Because, you know, look at his debut this evening from the bench. He can't have done any more, can he, scoring? Uh, brilliant. I think it's absolutely superb. I think the first thing that he's probably done is, I do believe, we've all been in this in maybe in workplaces, I do believe he's awoken Son uh, with his arrival. Um, I think that's been an extra kick up the arse he made my need. So that's been brilliant, even, even before he's got on the pitch. And I think he played really well. The same as what the guys were saying, that bit when he's like moaning and complaining straight away when we don't get the ball through. I love seeing that. He come on, that was him in 15, 30 seconds of coming on. 
So I think he's got the drive. Um, I remember thinking also, though, I remember thinking Bergwijn was just uh, absolutely amazing. He was, he was a good player, but he was absolutely amazing after that goal against Man City. He thought he was going to crack on and be absolutely incredible. So I do sort of, I'm a little bit careful. But yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Uh, a bit of a scuffed shot, but also awesome to score in his debut. And I'm sort of got an, an ear on already mm. trying to get a song for him. In, in the, I think I t- tweeted you about it in, in the back of my head. I got a, an idea for a, a tune for him already. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to share that one, James? Yeah, I'll give it a go later. Because it's, 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 you went 15 minutes earlier, it's not going to have to get, get it going, but I think I've got something. Fantastic. Um, Russ, let's come to you on uh, Dan Juma, because when we signed him, of course, the fan base, they're so happy. You know, half the fan base is so happy when we sign a player, just to get a player over the line, get someone in in this January transfer window. No matter who it is, they're happy that we've signed someone. And then you've got the other half of the fan base that I see. They're like, well, actually, we got rid of Steven Bergvine and now we've got this player in. Is he actually be- any better? Um, where do you see Dan Juma fitting in? Do you think he's going to get much game time? from now until the end of the season, because, of course, he's on loan. But we do have an option to buy him at the end of the season. So if Spurs do want to sign him, surely Conte's got to play him. I think he will get game time, um, but I don't think he'll be a starter unless um, unless he, you know, when he does come on off the bench, if he's sensational and sort of almost he's got to be played. Uh, but he's very versatile. He could play on the wing. He could be a number ten. He could be a striker. He'd probably even go back into midfield as well. So he is a useful tool to have, um, and I can see the logic in signing him. However, I could see more logic. It's great that Pedro Porro's coming now. All confirmed. If you've just joined us, which is fantastic, we do need, as James was saying, at least one centre back. You know, what I'm trying to say is he's at the area of the pitch where we actually need someone. Porro's position, we do. Uh, but look, he's with us. He's on loan. And uh, I think Jermaine Genus uh, was one of them on the TV coverage. And I said, might even have been uh, Guy Mowbray, the commentator. Six or seven goals is what will be expected from him between now and the end of the season. Uh, by yeah. Conway. So he's got one already. Isn't that fantastic? So mm. he might get a start in the cup, but Premier League, I'm not sure. Champions League, definitely not. Russ, if, if we do get a creative midfielder in or a centre-back, would you be very happy and content as a fan in this January transfer window? What's no, going to really please you? a centre-back. I mean, collapse at City. We all saw Harry Kane after the third goal Mm, when he was looking back and just shaking his head. And you wonder what's going through his head, apart from the bleeding obvious. I think we are weak there. We we are defensively weak compared to our our competitors. And uh, they're trying to do a little bit about it. Uh, but some of the people that that we've got, you know, including Eric Dyer now, serve the club brilliantly. He's a squad player now, Eric, in my opinion. Um, you know, we've got to have Christian Romero and another top, top quality centre-back and maybe two, as James said, I think. So one of the, a centre-back, I'd be very happy about. But is it going to happen? I don't think so. We've got a, a chairman like ours who does spend money, incidentally. 
but it's all this brinkmanship that deals fall through. And I did hear, Chris, that because of what's happening with uh, Paratici in Italy, it has got a bit quiet on a couple of Italian potential transfers, that there is a bit of a, from some clubs in Italy, a little bit of a, a reticence mm. to uh, deal with him now. So that isn't going to serve us well either, is it? Yeah. You know, yeah, still, that, he's, still, he's still working very hard on the front Yeah. Good point. Um, of course, next up um, is Manchester City, um, again in the Premier League um, next weekend. Um, Craig, do you think this game will be any, any different to the last one, the last meeting at the Etihad? Uh, oh, oh, wow. Sorry, man, you've just gone two up. Casemiro's just got two goals. Can you believe it? Wow. Um, um, I think it's going to be any different. I'd hope so because we're at home. Um, I know we've got a good record against City at the Etihad, but um, we've got a pretty good record against them at our place as well. I mean, I'd hope it would. I think, I think we, you know, if Porro comes in and starts, even could be a massive difference. Um, I think what they're going to have, hopefully, is a bit more confidence because they've, you know, we've won the last two games. So I, th- I don't think the approach is going to be any different. Um, I'd like to see us a bit more of a high press, but you know how we like to play. And I still, I just love us to play in the first half of games, like we did, funny enough, at the Etihad. It was kind yeah. of reversed, wasn't yeah. it? So um, I'd like to see us with that approach come out fast, but I, I can't see it. Um, look, we've got a chance. There's like 11 v 11. We've got a chance, haven't we? And, and like I say, it's. Uh, it's at home, so hopefully the fans will be as good as the away fans have been the last two games. I mean, they're, they're fantastic every yeah. every time we go away from home. But the last, I'll, I'll tell you, you, you wouldn't obviously have seen it. I heard it, Chris, because you were there. But our fans, the last two games, the away fans, you can hear them. They're louder than the home fans, especially, I mean, at Fulham, it was unbelievable. It was, it was like relentless, constant noise. And tonight, you could hear our, really hear our fans, so... Absolute kudos to them. And that's what we want the, the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to be rocking like that. It just seems sometimes at home, it's not as loud as the away fans, which is bizarre, yeah. but it is what it is, I guess. And, and getting to and from Fulham on Monday night was an absolute nightmare as well. Yeah. So full credit to the fans for even getting to the stadium. Um, James, Manchester City next weekend in the Premier League. Um, can we beat them? Uh, no, um, but I'm a real positive guy. I just don't think we can. I just don't, I think uh, I know they seem a bit like out of sorts, but I think these games are going to be so important for Man City for the reason of the league title that um, I don't know. I, I can't I can't see it. I, I want us to obviously more more than anything, but I can't I can't see us beating them. No, um, no, that is the, is the short answer. Sorry, <laughs> and I'm a positive guy with results, but that's the one. I don't know. The way that they played in that second half when they just, just wanted to get up another gear and they just tore us to bits. And I'm just so concerned at that back line. Hopefully, Porro does start for me, if I'm honest. Um, but um, even then... Do you think he will? Uh, yeah, I do think he will. If he can play today, why can't he play next Saturday? What's the difference yeah. apart from Fonte getting him into that system? We know how good he is. Um, he'll probably be playing a similar position. I do think he does start. I think it's the whole reason of, of, of getting in, getting him in there straight away. And there's no, 
straight into the fire. Uh, so I do think that one of the one of the holes is plugged, but we've still got this massive, great big hole for me in the middle when we're playing these top two or three sides that gets that gets seen. I mean, it's, with Conte's system, we seem to be sitting off quite a bit, and doing that against someone like Man City is just extremely dangerous. Uh, so yeah, I'd I'd take a draw is, is my short answer already, even though we're at home. We'll do score predictions in a minute. Russ, let's, let's get your thoughts on the Manchester City game. I <coughs> excuse me. Um, I don't think City are quite where they were last season and the season before. Uh, the first half in the game against Arsenal showed me enough that, you know, if you play football against them, uh, you can cause them a lot of problems, even though they, you know, who lost the game. Um, I'm kind of with James that I'd take a draw, um, but uh, if we get Porro playing and we're back to full strength, 11, Harry going for the record, why not? Why not? You know, fans behind him. Uh, it should be a great atmosphere, uh, you know, because most of the time the only fans you could hear at the Etihad were Tottenham fans once again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if we can come up with a good atmosphere, which I'm sure the Spurs fans can, and uh, the tactics are right. But if you start slow, um, you know, forget it. it you know, if City get a goal, two goals up, it's going to be really hard. Russ, going back to the Pedro Poro signing, how mm. do you think Jed Spence is feeling right now about this? Uh, probably thinking I better go out and loan if I can. I would have thought. I mean, it's a most peculiar scenario for Jed Spence. Um, why he hasn't been given more opportunities? Uh, it is the most strange thing uh, because we all know that he is a good player. And um, I, I find it really weird. So I think he has to go out on loan. Conte isn't going to use him, is he? Now, there may be reasons for that on the training pitch that we don't know about, but from what we've seen when he was playing for Forrest on loan there. I mean, he looked a really good young player. He's fast. He's a wing-back. You know, just what we need. Anyway. I'm Craig, do you, think Jed, do, you, do you think Jed Spence has been treated unfairly? Um, five, five minutes of Premier League football all season. Yeah, I do. I do. I think he should have been given a chance. And it's only, it's only what I've read Stellini had said that he's not as... Uh, what's the phrase he used? Um, can't remember, but he's, he's not as consistent. That was it in training. So that, that's the reason he's not been getting as many minutes. But, you know, for me, the only way you get a bit of consistency is actually on the pitch. There was plenty of opportunities. They could have thrown him on in games when we've either had him won or, or against lower opposition in cups. He should have started. And, you know, if, if he'd had a shocker, then I think all the, at least the fans would have seen that, that perhaps he's not ready yet. But I, I think he should have had more game time. I really do. Andy Carroll's just been sent off, by the way, which is... <laughs> he's going off shaking his head. I don't think he's got an excuse. Um, yeah, no, I think he... Um, I think he has been treated unfairly. I think he needs to go out on loan. It, it's telling for me, in a good way, that they're not prepared to listen to, what, Brentford... Christ, sorry. If if you get a chance, have a look at that. 
He's just taken out Casemiro. It's absolutely yeah. unbelievable. No, no, no. Great. He slid him from about a Great. mile away. Sorry. You're literally becoming the new Chris K- Kamara. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. Unbelievable, Chris. Yeah, no, in, in all seriousness, it's good that he's only going out on loan and they're refusing to entertain um, options to buy or obligations to buy. At least that shows that they want to keep him at the club. So, but he needs to play football. He's obviously not going to play this season much. So go out on loan for six months, have a blinder, come back and start next season. And hopefully uh, between you and Porro, him and you know, Spence and Porro, that, I think that's really two good options for right wing back. James, another one that seems likely is Brian Hill now going out, either on loan or even a permanent deal. Now Dan Juma's coming. Would you be disappointed to see Brian Hill leave? Yeah. I would actually, yeah. I mean, uh, he looks he looks decent. I mean, he's uh, he's a, he's quite an exciting player. I know he can get knocked off the ball quite easily and stuff, and he needs to beef up a little bit. But uh, from what I've seen of him, I think he's been good. I don't think he needs to um, go out on loan. How do you get used to the Premier League but without playing in the Premier League? And do we not? And if we loan him out in the Premier League, that's a bit silly from us. So loaning him out to these other leagues that he's played in before he come back to us just seems senseless to me. I wouldn't want to. Ha- I wouldn't want to loan him out to a rival. Just get him out there and get him, get him, uh, get him used to the knocks and get him stronger. Basically, I think they must be doing work on him in the gym. Surely he does look like he's picked up a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I think you only get used to the Premier League by playing the Premier League. Same with Spence. Russ, lastly, um, do you see any other players leaving Spurs in this January transfer window? What permanently or on loan? Um, permanently or loan? Well, you never know. I mean, Jed Spence could go out on loan, so that's a that is a possibility. Uh, Brian Hill could go out the club. I mean, somebody said to me that he de Tottenham his social media feed, and there's a lot more Spanish. I don't know if there's anything, uh, yeah, Spanish, of course, um, but it might tell us something. Um, no, I can't. I can't really see anyone being sold either. If I'm honest, there's there's two or three I think we need to get rid of pretty quickly. But who's going to buy them? Who, who are they? <laughs> oh, the usual suspects. Um, <laughs> I mean, Cessignon is never going to make it at Tottenham. I'm afraid. Uh, Matt Doherty, no. It's never going to happen for him, for sure. Davinson Sanchez, no, never going to happen for him. You know, I mean, I could probably name another three, Chris. But as you cheekily asked me for three, I've given you three there. You know, Go on, give me forward, we have to upgrade on the holes in the squad. We all know that, if we're honest. Come on, Rush, you've got to give me the other three now. Emerson Royal, Eric Dyer. I'm saving one for next time. <laughs> okay, James, do you want to um, do you want to finish the show so, the show with a song or two? Uh, yeah, I'll try and, I'll try and do that. Uh, and zoom up. Give me one second. Right, okay, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Did someone just tweet? I can give you thirteen names to get rid of. Yeah. 
Right, so give, give me a second. I'm just going to call out the Scousers a bit here as well. Oh, how don't you mark He's a winger from La Liga He don't want to be a Scouser So he came to Thank you. That was done off the last goal. After his goal. James, what about an <laughs> FA Cup song? You got any FA Cup songs? Uh, I don't know, I've got it. Come on, you. Spurs are on our way to Wembley. Something's gonna do it again. James, fantastic. James, fantastic. tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment and, and when are you next back at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? Uh, so the voice of Spurs for like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, it's all the same. And I'm, 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 I've been given the accreditation at Spurs, so I play uh, most of the games now, which is great. And the next one is um, White Hart Bar. For the Man City game, uh, so that's East Stand Level Five, Block Five Two Five, live pre and post game. Well, thank you so much for coming back and uh, talking about another win. I tell you, what, James, when you're on four nil um, on Monday night, um, three nil tonight, fantastic. Um, uh, sorry, one not four nil. What am I talking about? One nil and now three nil. Um, Russ, thanks so much for coming back on with us and telling everyone. Thanks for having me. Yep, tell everyone what you, where, where you can find you and what you're up to. Monday morning, 10 o'clock, Nation Radio, wonderful music, FM, AM, Smart Speaker, Hello Alexa, apps, um, which you can download for your smartphone, and just great music and uh, a little bit of chat from me and a little bit of Spurs propaganda. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming back on. It's been a pleasure having you here. Um, and Craig, thanks so much for coming back and tell everyone where they, where they can find you. Yeah, at Dimmer9 on Twitter, if you really want to follow me. Um, yeah, just not, do, not up to much, really. Just uh, being your secretary, Chris, and do, doing all the work for, <laughs> work for the uh, for the channel for in-game, uh, in-pod in commentary. So, yeah, always good fun, really good, really good, and even better coming on for a win. So, uh, anyone's interested, Man U 3, Reading 1, with uh, 18 minutes left. So, Reading just got back into it. Well, I've got to go because when I went off screen then, um, I was just talking to the security, so, you know, oh. because they were asking what I'm doing. So I've, I've got to go. <laughs> You've got to get, get a meal deal, yeah? Yeah, Chris. 
by James, by Craig. Russ, James, Craig, thanks so much. Um, I will see you on the next one, of course, next weekend when Tottenham Hotspur play Manchester City back in the Premier League. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'll see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.